0: Work, work, work. I don't know about you, but sometimes life can seem like it's nothing but work. It also seems sometimes like my husband is doing nothing but working. And... And uh, when that happens, I can feel the strain on our relationship. You know what I mean. I know a lot of wives and spouses know what I mean, especially the wife that wrote to me about this. And we're going to talk about her dilemma, which is probably very similar to yours, today in the Wife Savers podcast. Bags are packed. Are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the
1: road. Riding with you in the sunnier days I wouldn't want it any other way
0: Welcome to the Wife Savers Podcast, where multi-award winning author and global marriage educator, Ramona Zabriskie, provides answers to your real wife questions. Our goal is to help you appreciate your womanhood prioritize your personal development, and craft a powerful partnership with the man in your life. Hi, I'm Hannah Allen, and I'm proud to introduce my parents, Ramona and Dale Zabriskie. And yes, this is how they talk all the time.
1: Let's listen. Hi-ho, hi-ho, it's (laughs) off to work we go. (laughs) There, how's that? Something you weren't expecting. I
0: can't believe you did that. That that's actually a very clever intro. You like that? Well, yeah, I guess it's. Uh...
1: <laughs> what key was that? That was in the key of R.
0: Yes, it was. It was inspiring for sure. I'm instantly thinking about those hardworking
1: dwarfs. Yes, the and the the eighth dwarf, uh, the yeah. one that Disney rejected. The eighth dwarf, Tortellini was his name. So. <laughs>
0: This is Dale Zabrisky, everyone, who is usually introducing himself, at least, before he gets so silly. And he's my husband of 43 years, and I'm Ramona Zabrisky, the wife of a very hardworking man who did, for decades, throw a shovel over his shoulder and <laughs> march out the front door. Singing. And, well, <laughs> I don't remember that part, but...
1: <laughs> yes. And obviously, that's a good thing from what you heard at the outset.
0: We're obviously uh, talking today about work and maybe a little too much. Yeah. Can of you get it? Can you work too much? Well, we're going to find out. Let me read you the throw me a wifesaver question that we're going to base the rest of this conversation on. You ready? I'm ready. Please, I, I always worry about the ones that start with please, <laughs> please throw me a saver, Ramona. I don't have a good solution. Basically, my husband works too hard.
1: Well, get in line.
0: (laughs) He's gone early in the morning and gets home late every night. I know he's on his quest and wants to be financially independent, pay off the house, etc., while we're still relatively young. Mm
1: -hmm. So
0: I've tried to be supportive, but when he can barely find an hour to spend with me once a week as a date night and hardly gets to be with the kids... I can't help feeling sad and a little insecure, honestly. We've talked about it many times. He's even said, "I like my job. There's just too much of it."
1: <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
0: but whenever he agrees to try and make things better, it doesn't last more than a week or two, and then he's right back to work. Help. I don't want to turn into a crazy lady whining, nagging, etc.
1: Well, <sighs> she is not alone.
0: No, she's not. Right? That's no. And I'm, obviously, that's why we do these podcasts, yeah. because we think they're going to apply to a lot of people. And having worked with so many women for so many years, I can tell you, I've heard this so many times. Now, that being said, this can be flipped.
1: <laughs> yes. You can have right. a
0: spouse that is either husband or wife who the other spouse feels just works too much. Mm-hmm, I'm not going to mm-hmm. say work hard. I'm going to say works too much mm. in that they're spending so much time or their focus is so much on the work that the other spouse is sensing that it's affecting the relationship. Yeah, well, right? there,
1: and there's some indicators here in the question about the the. Uh, The reasoning or the rationale that exists in his mind about why, which puts it up there as far as the value of spending that time.
0: Okay. That's a really good point. And I really want to go into that. In fact, I want to really explore the why. And I'm hoping that you have a lot to help us understand that. I want to explore the why. And I want to then talk about the dangers involved Mm-hmm. In being a little overcommitted to work, if we could put it that way. <laughs> I'm not sure. And then I want to obviously talk about solutions for both of them. Okay. Great. But I, I, the idea of the why is really important. We always go into the why mm-hmm. before we go mm-hmm. into the solutions. And interestingly, I just happened to be listening to the Broadway channel on the, <laughs> what is it called, Siri?
1: The Sonos? Uh,
0: no, no, it was in oh, the car. It was in the
1: car. So, yeah, yeah the Sirius XM, yeah. Broadway channel.
0: Once in a while, I can tolerate number the Number 73, time. I think it is. <laughs> there you go. And they played, um, they were playing a whole theme show of breaking up. That was the theme, oh, breaking up.
1: <laughs> okay. A lot of that in musicals. <laughs>
0: there was a ton more than I realized. Anyway, one of the songs was from the show Sunday in a Park. Sunday in the park with George. Remember, mm-hmm. P- oh, Mandy yeah. Patinkin mm-hmm. and Bernadette Peters. Anyway, there's a song in th- there called We Don't Belong Together. Stephen Sondheim. And I, I gave you the lyrics. See them there? I got them. Okay. I want you to read what George sings. You uh, don't have to I sing it. I don't have it. to be Mandy hi-ho, Patinkin. Hi-ho, was enough. <laughs> yeah, that's we right. Don't need it's, all, it's all downhill from here, folks. <laughs> Just, that you know, again, point. this is supposed to be sung. But... Listen for the why in Mm. here. And listen, I'm going to tell you what I hear from her point of view after we go through this. And then I want you to tell me what you hear Mm. in his point of view. Okay. This will help us get to the why. Okay? So George starts. He says.
1: Then there's nothing I can say, is there?
0: Yes, George, there is. You could tell me not to go. Say it to me. Tell me not to go. Tell me that you're hurt. Tell me, that, tell me you're relieved. Tell me that you're bored anything, but don't assume I know. Tell me what you feel.
1: What I feel? You know exactly how I feel. Why do you insist? You must hear the words. When you know I cannot give you words, not the ones you need. There's nothing to say. I cannot be what you want. What do you want, George? I need you, and you left. There was no room for me. You will not accept who I am. I am what I do, which you knew, which you always knew, which I thought you were a part of. Wow. End scene. Yeah, isn't that I mean that just Uh, speaks to so many situations and well let me
0: tell you how I see what she's saying in there And, and our letter writer, what our letter writer is saying. Okay. So she what I hear is and I relate to, honestly, from my own experience, is that she is stressed. She's lonely and she's um well, she's irritated, obviously. She's frustrated and i hear a little bit of hopelessness
1: mm-hmm. in there mm-hmm. like
0: in dot in these lyrics she's she's leaving george she's right. basically given up on yeah. him right and why 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 is she feeling all this because he's habitually maybe going in extra early like she's the letter writer said staying late at work you know staying way past the time you would you would normally expect him to be coming home maybe he's bringing work home Maybe he's working on the weekends. And it feels like at that point, it feels like to a spouse. And again, we could flip this, you know, it could go just the other way. So it feels like to the spouse that he's saying through his actions, I am choosing to go to work rather than be with you. Other people's needs and expectations of me of me." are more important than yours Mm -hmm. that's what it feels Mm -hmm. like to her okay so because of that she's losing confidence in her desirability she doesn't feel desired by him he's not his actions are saying that you know
1: so yeah and so for, for him this is really common i think the the one seminal statement here is i am what i do
0: Oh, right yes, yes. And, what did he say about
1: that well uh he says you knew this this is was this is who i am this is what i'm gonna do right and so you know earlier says um you've got to hear me you're not listening to me i've said this and she's going how do you feel about it and she explains. wants
0: words she wants him to explain yeah. right and he's like i can't i can't
1: Right. I I can't do that because I'm showing you. Right. I'm showing you this is what I am, this is who I am.
0: And and I'm showing you by my work how I feel that's right. about you and our family. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. And that's that's every man. It really is every man. Really? I think so. Uh you know, going back to if we're really gonna do a old cultural uh reference, it's Popeye the Sailor who is <laughs> I am what I am. Yeah, you know, am what I am <laughs> Y-A-M. Uh, <laughs> it, it is. It really uh, is And
0: I teach my Y that. Savers course in community students that very thing, that a man is what he does.
1: Yeah, it's very in important. In his mind. And one of the things you've always talked about, when two men meet, they've never met before, you know, they find out what their names <laughs> right. are. And then the next question is, what do you do? What do you right? do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, very common. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That is interesting. What do you do? Okay, well, let's talk a little bit now about what qualifies as overworking because, you know, the definition
1: changes depending on who you're talking to. Exactly. He he
0: doesn't think he's necessarily overworking. Maybe he does. Like the letter writer said, her husband said, I like my job. They're just too much of it.
1: Well, and that's that's a real (laughs) point that I think applies to a lot of this for a guy today, especially. And I know you've talked about how the roles could be reversed but we're really talking about a woman whose husband we're is in this We're trying to specifically
0: answer the wife, right?
1: And I think that uh, there's so much pressure that exists to succeed because the work today, it, there's no pensions anymore, right? There used to be you go to work oh, yeah. and you paid a little bit of money into the pension and then you knew that you'd retire after 20 years or whatever, there would be money there yeah. that doesn't work that way anymore. And so much of the business and the work today is driven by the valuation of a company and stock options or oh. stock units that you have or going public. There's mm-hmm. so much of this activity that guys, are, in this case, men are involved in to make money. That's how they're going to make the money. Yeah. And so they're like, I got to do this. I have to be a part of it. I. It all depends on me.
0: That really helps me a lot. I think that's uh that helps me to understand a lot more. I hadn't thought about it from the especially a corporate kind of yeah, view yeah. or that kind of thing. Please bring that up again because we're gonna talk about how or why does a person with a family overwork and that the pressure, yeah, that motivation. kind of pressure. Right. Okay. So yeah, you're asking so what, what
1: qualifies overworking.
0: Yeah. Well, so many factors. What she thinks qualifies as overworking is not what his boss thinks qualifies and as and really overworking.
1: the focus here is getting a balance mm-hmm. is what we're Going yes, to talk about
0: absolutely we're going to get to the solutions for that okay so what happens when the two of you don't really agree on whether or not it's true that he is overworking yeah. because all of us are struggling right now especially with the pandemic especially with everybody working mm. from home so many of us working from home that the life work balance kind of thing is harder and harder because it's harder and harder to leave it at the office yeah totally especially if you're home Right. Yeah, there is
1: no office.
0: Yeah, when there is no office. Your office is your home. And anybody can reach you now at any time from anywhere. Do you remember years ago when we we were... (laughs) That was supposed to be our special anniversary day or something like that. And we lived in Orlando and we went to SeaWorld. Okay. All right. Now, this is how long ago this was. (laughs) Cell phones were brand new. Mm. And it was this big, honky... (laughs) yeah. You know, the you old Motorola flip phone. You, you right. kind of had to carry it. You didn't really put it in your pocket, even. I remember, yeah. and uh, people asked me afterwards, you know, how was your day at SeaWorld? And I said, oh, it was just great. Me, Dylan a cell phone, and you were on <laughs> that cell phone. All day while we were supposed to be having fun, you, you know, were working. I Don't remember that. Oh, so. holy cow! I'll never forget. I'm just standing there looking at the dolphins. Do, 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 well, you're off in the corner. How, t- how many times? How many times can I'm you? I'm making uh, money right yeah, that's now. That's right. How many
1: times can you watch the Shamu story or show? So
0: it's so romantic.
1: <laughs> that's right. But yeah, here we are, all these years later. You know, what would happen if I wasn't on that phone all night?
0: I think you took me to a luau that night at SeaWorld. Ah. That that was probably also a mistake because the girls, do you remember the dancing girls? Oh, in, yeah,
1: I remember the dancing girls. And their
0: three yards of material.
1: <laughs> 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 you find something in a blindfolded Especially those Tahiti yeah.
0: girls, you know, the <laughs> yes. hips. Oh, so well, and we're the co- getting, we're totally off.
1: And the coconuts, yeah. We are. These,
0: so. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. little tangent. Maybe we will edit that out. Okay, so <laughs> no, uh, no, I are. have here... Are you ready for this? If the accused workaholic is listening, (laughs) weak, weak wife, you might ask him if he wants to listen to this podcast, Um, here is a sort of self-evaluation.
1: As in the, uh, you might be a redneck if this is the Jeff Foxworthy. You might be a workaholic. Might be a workaholic That's so good. You
0: might be a workaholic if. Ready? Okay. Uh, help me. I is there a scoring you, here? Listen, I, I gave you the list right do I, there.
1: Do I score myself here on.
0: No, you don't have to take it if. Um, no, no, unless that's you right. want. That's right. um, work is your number one priority. This
1: mm-hmm. is a red flag. Mm-hmm.
0: You miss out on life events for work. Mm-hmm. You are financially stable, yet work excessively mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. Your family complains that you work too much. Okay, so a check mark on any of these, right? Red flag. You try to find ways to make more time for work. Being unable to work seriously stresses you out. Oh, yeah. I think that kind of, that day at SeaWorld was a little stressful for
1: you. (laughs) It certainly was.
0: Missing work due to illness or injury puts you in a panic. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Hobbies and leisure are sacrificed due to work. You may be a workaholic if the amount you work has impacted your health. Yeah, you
1: see that uh, way too often.
0: You find a way to work even if you're sick or injured. <laughs> Reminds me of my brother with his broken leg. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's Working like, away. Surgery one day and he's right back to work yeah. the day. You rarely take vacations, and if you do, you still work while out of the you office.
1: Take your cell phone.
0: Or you may go to SeaWorld. You always bring home work home with you always you find it hard to be in the moment because why you are thinking about work
1: you know what happened about 15 years ago yeah we had the the introduction of this thing we call the cloud in technology right <laughs> yes. and everything we do is on the internet right and yes. now everybody can work from home and they've got zoom and right. they got all these things do. well it started about 15 years ago. And give or take, but the conversation in the technology sector turned from work is not work is going to be. And now work is not a place that you go, but a thing you do. Oh, and and technology has really enabled the ability to work anywhere, anytime, anytime. So global. Right. Right. So me on a cell phone in, uh, and SeaWorld was mm-hmm. was is one, you know, that changes that the whole idea of a cell phone changed how we do things. And now what has happened with the accessibility of the technology is that it's always there. It's just always available. You and can do you, anything on your phone, virtually your career, you can do it at the computer.
0: Your career was spent global. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you had to be available around the clock. Oh, yeah.
1: Many midnight, 2 a.m.
0: Exactly. meetings
1: with yeah. uh, other people right. around the world. Yeah. All
0: right. You may be a workaholic if you're working around the clock.
1: But yeah, the, the last 15 years has programmed
0: people. So wait a minute. So the I, that idea of saying I'm going to work is sort of
1: yeah. moot anymore. That's right. I'm doing work. That's, certainly there's lots of situations still where people get in a car, mm-hmm. and they commute, and sure. they go to a place. They yeah, have they might to do be that. There. But
0: even if they come home, there still could be working.
1: Yeah, but yeah. but a lot of people are in that mode of I can do all this. I have access. I can log into my whatever from wherever, mm-hmm. and so it becomes more of a. This is who I am. Right. Yeah.
0: And who I am. Yeah. Okay. It's not where I
1: go. It's what I do.
0: Well, um, you may be a workaholic if I have another measuring stick and this is this is from my point of view as a relationship or a marriage uh, mentor coach is this. If I were a mouse in the corner of your bedroom or kitchen, would I see any of this? Number one, would I see angry outbursts over little things? Little incidences, right? As a result of guilt, the
1: the overworking person. Yeah, feeling, you're talking about fe- specific. I mean, there's the, a lot of the outburst, accused but, workaholic feeling okay.
0: guilty, and only he could answer that question. Only mm-hmm. he knows why he's. Maybe he had, doesn't even hasn't even thought about why, but he's feeling guilty. Or here's this: your partner expresses her feelings about you working too much, and what do you do? You meet her with hostility and anger instead of concern and sympathy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's you may be a workaholic right you're being too defensive and here's another one you're acting entitled now dale honestly Mm. i feel like i've done that a little bit because i can get really focused and work really really yes yes you do and sometimes (laughs) i do feel like sometimes i act a little entitled like hey hey hey
1: I'm working here.
0: Kids, bring me my whatever. (laughs) You know, somebody help me out here. So if Bring me the head of a pig. That's
1: right.
0: I can't can't go downstairs and make myself a peanut butter sandwich. Will someone please make me a peanut butter sandwich? Mm. Right. So you're acting entitled. You're expecting your spouse or even your kids, to cater to mm-hmm. your needs because you're so importantly busy, right? You're urgently working all the time. And you, there's a sense of entitlement, like, I'm pulling my weight for this family.
1: Well, and there's a sense of uh, overvaluing your position <gasps> uh, of yourself, right? Yeah, and, and, and what you're big, contributing. It's a yeah. big part of, of corporate world where this is not, and, and whether you're, you might be in a a vice president or a big executive position where, you know, this isn't gonna happen unless I do it, right? Oh, right. You, know? you
0: start feeling sort of indispensable. Yeah, right. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. That that's dangerous for anybody. Yeah. So here's a great quote from Brian Robinson, PhD, a psychologist in Asheville, North Carolina, and author of the book hashtag chill. <laughs> <Yeah. love> <laughs> that's good. And he says, A workaholic is someone who is on the ski slopes dreaming about being back in the office. A healthy worker is someone in the office who dreams about (laughs) being on the ski
1: slopes.
0: (laughs) Whoa, that sums it up. So you know what? Sometimes there are temporary situations or fix somehow that needs to be managed financially or I don't know, whatever. It's a goal that both husband and wife agree on. And, you know, he's going to go at it. She understands that. That's a hard worker. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But- if he's working during what's supposed to be downtime or family time or couple time, that's a workaholic.
1: And this is nothing new to relationships, right? I mean, just uh, I grew up this way. My father, yeah, I think, did. really was a workaholic. And when I was, I was about ten years old when we moved. My dad finally got the job that he's been looking for, right? The opportunity, really, right. that he had, and that's all he did. And that was my T- early teenage years where he wasn't available. And, you know, I wanted to do all these different you? things. It was really, really difficult. I still remember being getting tickets to a Houston Astros baseball game. Mm-hmm. I'm like 12 or 11 or something. Yeah. And he couldn't, he wouldn't take me. He couldn't take me for some reason. I don't remember why. But, and, and so there Ouch. we got another man, a friend. Oh, to take me
0: double out,
1: yeah, and so th- I I remember these things uh mm-hmm. still wow. all these years later, and you know, but it, so my, my point is that it's common. It's really really yeah. common for for guys especially to feel like you know that they have this expectation mm-hmm. or they have to get to this level or whatever, this goal. Okay,
0: but where's this pressure coming from? Well,
1: I think that the the pressure comes from within, first of all, of being successful, whatever the definition of successful is.
0: And don't you think there are a lot of people... And we're talking about men now, but people who just have a really high energy
1: level. Oh, they're just yeah.
0: high achievers. Yeah, 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 you know? definitely. And
1: those are those are the people that end up in the positions that have a lot of responsibilities, okay. right? Or the boss right. is on you to achieve. Or they're in oh. a startup. They're in a small company where you've got to do mm-hmm. a zillion things, right? Okay. Uh, you know, there's, there's pressure to... Get better do better have better things, you know, than your neighbors or whatever. Right. But I think for Or to
0: do the things like our literary was talking about, pay off the house or yeah, get out I th- of debt. And or I think whatever.
1: That's probably the number one thing that rationalization that a guy's gonna say mm-hmm. is I'm doing this for you, for us. We're gonna mm-hmm. pay off the house, we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna be financially stable by the mm-hmm. time I'm 34 mm-hmm. or 35 or or whatever mm-hmm. the number is. Mm-hmm. And that's all. Um, honorable.
0: Okay. Right? right. They're
1: honorable reasons. Right. But it's, you know, it's the short term for the long term of uh-huh. giving up. And, you know, I still remember the fact that I, my dad wasn't around. Right. In a very important time. So
0: um, other than relationships, other than relationships being impacted with maybe a child, a son, a daughter, yeah, or your right. wife. Um, well, now let's talk about that. How could relationships be impacted? What are the dangers? You know, I teach women that they're the keeper of the relationship, mm-hmm, meaning mm-hmm. lots of women are like, why should I have to do my more than my full or fair share? And I'm like, listen, I give a lot more detailed explanation in the Wife Savers course and community. But basically, women are very relationship oriented and therefore they're very in tune and if they feel they should trust their instincts right they should trust their mm. womanly intuition mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and if they feel like uh ah, we're going in the wrong direction here there is we're tipping in the wrong Red way flags. there is danger ahead then you know she should Find a way to find the solution. And she's probably right. So let's talk about what those dangers so are. So are
1: you saying then it's not necessarily just her responsibility to bring it up, but to help find a solution?
0: Oh, absolutely. Okay. We're going to talk about that. Okay. Because
1: don't you think that in a lot of relationships in this situation, the the woman may, because, he, and we're just, we're, okay. we're in this position, he and she, right? Right. The, that he's working too much. You figure it out. Yeah. You stop it. Stop you it. You <laughs> solve it. Right. Stop it right now. Stop <laughs> it right
0: now. No, 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 no. This is a challenge for both of them. They are both stressed
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: and they're both contributing to the issue. sure. That's for sure. So they're both going to have to contribute to the solution. So we'll get to that. But here are some of the dangers. Three things. Divorce, infidelity, or health crisis. Mm. Why divorce? You know what Forbes said? On average couples in which one partner is a workaholic, divorce it twice. The average rate.
1: Yeah. yeah. <sighs> well, you know, it, and also I think studies have shown over the years that finances are one of the biggest stressors to a relationship. Oh, interesting. And but do you know that's what? associated, right? You,
0: you might think that's not having enough money when you say finances. But I'm telling you, I have a number yeah. of mentees and coaches that I work very personally with where there's tons of money. And that's the yeah, issue. Yeah, it's
1: so very, very true. So yeah.
0: it can it can go both yeah, ways. It's money,
1: regardless. Yeah. So
0: again, I bring up the idea of entitlement. Uh, if that kind of sense of entitlement, or the idea of you're not supporting me when she brings up you're you're you know, it's the George and Dot from Sunday in the Park with George. You're going to have more and more angry outbursts and understanding. That's going to take a real toll on the marriage. And f- what really is going on from the woman's point of view is her a workaholic husband is the, sort of um, putting her emotional needs in the back seat. Mm, so
1: mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. this,
0: you, you can't do that and not lose some really, some connection, some genuine connection and intimacy.
1: Yeah. Well, right? And I think the, the aspect of, of intimacy and, and sex gets all twisted up uh, because when you don't have that relationship uh, centered, right? If there's this type okay. of real stress that's going on, and especially for from a guy's point of view, then the the physical relationship becomes very um, selfish and self oriented. You mean, like S- just for his pleasure? Yeah, just for my sake, right? We're because you're just... not tuned into her emotions exactly. because you
0: don't even know what they are because you yeah. haven't the time to find out.
1: Right, 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 right. Wow. So you know, you think about. That 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 doesn't get sustained, right? You can't right. sustain that in no, a relationship. She's, she's going to be all.
0: super unhappy, right. All right. right? all right. So the bottom line is, if if you're the workaholic, if you're listening, you're not nurturing your partner or your partnership. Mm-hmm. You're not nurturing your marriage, and it's pretty basic. Loved ones, especially these really primary loved ones, your children, your wife. There's no way around it. They require steady, consistent, everyday nurturing, just like a garden, for heaven's <laughs> sakes. Our, our our daughter Hannah's got a beautiful garden going, and she was out of town for just a few days. She uh, came back, guess, that thing was so withered because she hadn't been, she hadn't been watering there. I, it. I yes. got to
1: make a disclaimer here. You have to understand, she's in Florida oh, where yeah. anything <laughs> grows all year long. So
0: Except <laughs> when it's really hot for a while. Well, and that's what no,
1: happens. you still grow stuff. Although, you know, half the country has gone through this big... Uh, yeah, that's course. true. <laughs> no. It was freezing there. It was 45 degrees. So. <laughs> but yeah, th- she has worked so hard in that. It's been uh, really fun to watch... And a marriage isn't any different from that. No, that's very true.
0: We're going to break now for just a minute so I can invite you to my free live masterclass, Understanding Your Husband and Sons. In my work with women in over 70 countries, I found that most of us, when it comes to our husbands and sons, think like Carol in Kenya. I was expecting him to think like me, behave like me. Or Dana in Idaho. Shouldn't we just be the same and shouldn't we just agree? Or Anne in Oregon. I grew up in a culture where there was a lot of eye rolling and sighing about guys. And that's too bad because when we act or react based on false expectations, we end up feeling like Catherine or Farinaz. I didn't feel I could relate to him because I didn't understand him. thought maybe he had to do something with me, and I was taking it personally. Or getting riled up like Carol. Made me mad, I was crazy. I was, uh, it was frustrating, you know? And acting like Anne. I used to think he should know what I wanted without me having to ask. Which just erodes our relationships and blows up our dreams. So that's why I created Understanding Your Husband and Sons, A super fun, eye-popping, deep dive into his brain, body, and emotional makeup. Women have been coming from all over the world and coming away from our time together with an exhilarating sense of hope and power because now women like Amber and Dana and Allison understand.
1: How to communicate my needs, you know, how to be clear about it, how not to be
0: run around how not to manipulate the way i communicate with him isn't any
1: more aggressive or threatening to him i can see why he's reacting or why he's responding that way that's helped to avoid a lot of the hurt feelings that i used
0: to have so if like Jeannie, you're thinking okay i need to reboot how i think about marriage and men and how they're loved please join me at this free live masterclass. Understanding your husband and sons. I'll teach you things you have never heard before and that you won't hear anywhere else. Science and strategies that will knock your socks off and make all the difference in your relationships.
1: And it just changes everything about how I see him. There's this huge potential that I was not really tapping into because I didn't fully understand it. I think the biggest piece is this understanding
0: and appreciation. We're both so much happier now. And in how you see yourself. My confidence as a woman has skyrocketed. We've made it so easy. Just go to wifesavers.org masterclass and choose a day and time. I'll meet you there and even answer your questions live. Because, like Carol in Kenya or Cindy in Argentina, you'll want to be able to say,
1: Oh, we are wired differently. And that's the beauty of life. And it set me free. It, it allowed me to say, OK, I understand now. And I loved him
0: more than ever. Wifesavers.org slash masterclass. So, we talked about divorce. The other danger was infidelity. L- now, this is super interesting. This is a quote by Mark Borg, Jr., Ph.D., psychologist and co-author of now The Relationship wait minute, wait Sanity.
1: Wait a minute. Is it? Is he a junior Ph.D.? Is it Mark Borg, <laughs> junior Ph.D.?
0: <laughs> I'd like one of those.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I could qualify for that. <laughs> yeah. So it's Mark Borg, Jr., Ph.D. <laughs> okay, I right, just right. want to clarify that. I'm a junior and Ph.D. he wrote
0: Creating and Maintaining Healthy Relationships. Now, when we talk about infidelity, listen to this. He says... The emotional wounds created by one partner seemingly choosing work over the other is similar to them sleeping with a different partner.
1: Really? The well, emotional wounds, the emotional that, are wounds are that are created.
0: In your spouse when they when that spouse feels like you are choosing work over them consistently. Mm-hmm. It's the same emotional wounds. You might as well be having it, an affair.
1: It, it becomes the guy's mistress, right? That's and what that, it feels that's been like used. to her. Yeah, that analogy has been used. But to the point we made just a few minutes ago about, you know, sex becomes very, very selfish and in self-pleasure and okay. that's it. You can see okay. that evolution. And a way to
0: relieve pressure. Right, that's yeah. all it
1: is, right? Mm-hmm. And you can see the evolution to the point of...
0: Yeah, where you, you know, feel like...
1: Yeah, it's not me.
0: Where's the other woman? Yeah, The other woman has the name of your company or corporate Whatever,
1: right.
0: <laughs> but also excessive time at work or with work associates of the opposite sex can obviously yeah, <laughs> lead to emotional bonding and a physical there. relationship. Yeah, sure. And on the other side, uh, the more neglected partner is going to suffer extreme loneliness, sense of neglect and abandonment, and that can leave her or him, if we flip it, susceptible to bonding with somebody on the outside. Yeah, right? Who's Who's? I mean, how many jokes about Sympathetic,
1: that as opposed to
0: yeah, demand. will actually listen to her. Right. Right. right exactly. So we've got divorce, we've got, uh, we hope we've scared the living daylights out of you, um, infidelity, but there's one more and it's health, right?
1: Oh, there was a, I <laughs> oh, wish I could remember There Just recently there was a CEO of a large corporation who just said, I-, I I'm killing I'm, myself? Yeah, I'm done. I said, I can't do Listen this to anymore. This. Yeah.
0: Listen to this. This is psychologist Brian Robinson- PhD. Not a junior PhD. Not a junior. This guy's
1: full So listen to this guy. Yeah, listen to this guy. He
0: says, the research is overwhelming. In my mind, there's no question that work addiction, that's something we haven't called it yet. Work addiction. Is a compulsive disorder.
1: Mm, That's interesting. Listen
0: to this. It kills people. (laughs) Period. In Japan, they have a name for it. Yeah, yeah. Kuroshi. K A R O S I it means death from wow. overwork a true workaholic gets high from the adrenaline and cortisol and without work they go through withdrawal
1: mm. so it's a it's a uh, physiological thing that yeah. to be fed it's ooh, a physiological oh, monster to be ooh. fed by the, cortisol, the doing of it. the
0: adrenaline in and... uh,
1: Japan. It's I've been to Japan a number of times. Uh-huh. Incredible how much they work. And then what they do, they at the end of the day, they go drink for hours yeah. and hours and hours. Yeah. And their time spent at home is really, really minimal. Really limited. minimal. The family
0: yeah. relationships it's really tough. are really
1: but, tenuous. <laughs> uh, yeah, interesting that they analogize it with something that means dying.
0: Dying. Death. death from overwork. Yeah. Wow. So we're talking about stroke, heart disease, mental health problems, diabetes. Right. Abnormal yeah. heart rhythms, yeah, all all blah, blah, blah. You know what? You know who Ben Horowitz is?
1: Ben Horowitz, yeah. A very uh, famous business uh
0: He's a big guy. CEO. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't and remember. he wrote the book, The Hard Things About the, Hard Things. The hard,
1: do, yeah. The Hard Thing About Hard Things. That's it. The Hard yeah. Thing
0: About Hard Things. That's what it was. And he was in the thick of a startup where he and he was expecting all his people to spend just incredible amounts of time and energy and resources Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on getting that startup going, right? And he just threw his whole self into it, and he's expecting everyone else to as well, obviously. But he said one day that his father came over for a visit, and um, so they went out for a drive. It was really hot that day, and their conditioning wasn't working, just to set the scene. It was an uncomfortable mm, date and mm, an uncomfortable mm. conversation yes, that followed true. because, <laughs> I'm going to read this part, my father turned to me and said, son, do you know what's cheap? Since I had absolutely no idea what he was talking about, Ben says, I replied, no, what? Flowers. Flowers are really cheap. Do you, but do you know what's expensive? He asked. Again, I replied, this is Ben. Again, I replied. No, what? He said, divorce.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Something about that joke, he says, which was not really a joke, mm-hmm. made me realize that I had run out of time. Up until that point, I had not really made any serious choices. I felt like I had unlimited bandwidth and could do everything in my life that I wanted to do simultaneous simultaneously.
1: Yeah. But his
0: joke made it suddenly clear that by continuing on the course I was on, I might lose my family.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's, you know, and, and flowers, you know, from an analogy standpoint, what does that really, really mean? It's attention, it's mm-hmm. effort, it's focus, yes. you know, it's the giving uh, well, to he, that situation. He really
0: came to, into his own at that point. He realized That he had been putting his needs first
1: Mm. or Mm -hmm. his desires
0: first Mm -hmm. above everyone else in the family. And he suddenly realized, listen, if I'm going to be part of a family or part of a group, I can't think like that.
1: Yeah. And it's
0: destructive. This
1: balance, it's it's an interesting challenge for guys because if if, um, what I do is who I am. All right. Okay. Right. If we agree on that. Right. Then... How do I balance that with this other thing that I'm supposed to be involved with, but I'm really doing it for I this other thing. So I need to come over here and I need what to do this. Ben went through
0: what Ben Horowitz went through, if you read the whole book, was he had to really expand his concept of self. Mm. All right. So okay. he okay. yes, he
1: was his Not work. Not so narrowly defined himself. Right.
0: But he's more than that. He's a husband.
1: Yes. He's right. a
0: father and he can take great satisfaction and joy and pride in those accomplishments. Yes. right. Those right. pursuits take just as much hard work and energy and concentration and thought process mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and problem solving as does being yeah. a CEO or corporate work, be whatever. Yep. Right. And you can take more, and as you well know, at your stage of life in the end, which one brings you more joy?
1: Oh yeah, and which one lasts longer and has more has longer impact? Which one is going
0: to make you feel like a success at age sixty-five? That's
1: right. Yeah, your
0: your resume. If you're all alone, the family left Mm -hmm. you years ago, or you left them. No,
1: yeah, very very true.
0: Okay, so just let's talk about. Let's that's too depressing. Let's talk about (laughs) solutions. All right. So here, ladies, and here, gentlemen, are some solutions. Um, The first I'm going to tell the wife, or the neglected partner, what not to do. Do not turn into what we call them savers, the crazy lady. <laughs> the crazy lady that is just wants to connect, but ends up actually pushing her partner away by making uh, behavioral choices that are not uh, helpful to and the and situation. Wouldn't you
1: say that a lot of these choices are easier and a default for a lot of yeah, women yeah. And, and, and a lot are
0: born out of just plain ignorance she, and she doesn't know any other way yeah, to yeah. manage so right, for right, instance right. crazy lady ashamely might accuse him of not being loving or attentive enough or supportive enough or she she sends him messages that his fathering's not adequate you know she's just undercutting him all the time okay
1: so you're saying a Somebody listening may not understand what a shamely is. It's,
0: it's our crazy lady shamely makes him feel ashamed, ashamed. Okay, cool. Right. By sending the message that you're disappointing, yeah. you're inadequate, you're not you're sort of ridiculous or whatever. And then we have another we have we have uh, several crazy ladies, but here's another one that really applies depressa. She makes him feel depressed mm-hmm. because she's just whining and complaining all the time. She she frames all of his responsibilities outside of the relationship as her competition.
1: Mm, you know, yeah, she overlooks yeah, the that's... importance
0: of his work. She downplays his worries. She begrudges him the ch- the space or time he needs to recharge, that kind of thing. She uses silence, you know, blah, blah, blah. There's a long list of things that she can do all wrong. But what she is conveying to him, what he's sensing from her over and over, is that he's a failure. You don't meet mm, my mm, needs mm-hmm, is what she's saying. Mm-hmm. You don't care enough. You don't matter as much. I don't matter as much as you do and everything.
1: Then it becomes a battle over the two things, right? Well,
0: that can all be true, but the way she's approaching it is not constructive, right? right? It's not productive. So we don't want to break down the door like a SWAT team when we're trying to get into his heart. We're going to do a little- Put your hands
1: on the head, step away from the laptop. (laughs) We,
0: We can come in the back door and get a lot more done. So anyway, so now let's talk about what to do, right? Disclaimer here. Counseling may be necessary. Just listening to this podcast might not solve your problem. But um, even, you know, I have heard from students who even had one counseling session, just one, where the counselor said to the husband, you work too much. (laughs) And just being in that the was, counselor's office enough? yeah yeah helped him realize the gravity of the situation yeah, kind of right. like Ben Horowitz's conversation with his dad when he said you yeah, know yeah. what's cheap and yeah. you know what's expensive well, yeah, i
1: got i remember getting dragged into the principal's office that was my problem <laughs> throughout school yeah that's <laughs> right
0: i don't recommend I had a lot of that with i know i i really don't recommend the threat of the counselor no. um that's that's kind of down this, the Let's try, down these, the path. let's try these other yeah, solutions right. first, okay? So if you're going to approach this topic with your spouse, wife, please do it with caution, understanding, <laughs> and compassion. And just remember that you're both stressed. Mm-hmm. You're both stressed. All right. First thing I recommend is that you study savers principles. You need to be in the Savers course and community where you're really going to learn your stuff. Second of all, you need to take care of yourself. And if you don't know how to do that, which most women are really bad at, frankly, mm-hmm. you need to be in the wise savers course
1: community. That's such a such a focus of what you teach. Oh, such uh, a focus. Such a uh, at the forefront of everything, which I think surprises people sometimes, mm. right? Yeah, it does. You know? It definitely just, just does. Just tell me what to tell my husband. Just the, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. just and not I'm tell like, me. Give me the words. Stop, stop. Wait, wait, let me write that down. What have yeah. you been doing for you lately? Yeah, right, right?
0: right, because you have to have that full uh, sense of self. You yeah, have to grounded. have the strong body, the yeah. strong mind, and everything. In order to give with abundance right. and receive with confidence and to express yourself and your needs with confidence. If you come from a really super hyper needy point of view, all he's going to hear is panic and mm-hmm. desperation, and that just pushes them away. So you need to take care of yourself. Here's an interesting uh, approach, too, that I've become aware of is, you know, stop enabling him.
1: How so enabling? Well,
0: like you hold up dinner for him night after night.
1: Oh, yeah. We don't start on time.
0: Yeah. You're waiting for dad. You're delaying the family needs. You're postponing Mm. activities. You're keeping the kids up late so that he can see them. You're enabling the workaholic Mm. if it's a temporary thing, of course. But if this is the default and you really know you're going down the wrong road, you enable him.
1: But is it? uh, may,
0: you don't put your life on hold or the kids' life on you hold. You just
1: said something that we really haven't touched on a little bit, but there are these situations where it is a temporary yes. thing, you know, where you right. – we were we we've been apart where I went to look for work mm-hmm. or whatever.
0: Then definitely you would – Yeah, you, you have would,
1: to understand – You would
0: lean towards accommodation.
1: The, uh, the ground rules. Yes, right? and you
0: both agreed to Right. It. right.
1: But, but if things just kind of evolve into where it's like, yeah. where's dad –
0: all yeah. when we've said, I think we've said that yeah. pretty clear. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Right, that kind of extreme. Um, so we're just letting him live the natural consequences of being away from the family so much. And in that line, in that way of thinking, you want to share with him what he's missed in a positive in way. In a positive
1: way, not yes. not uh, that you're uh,
0: blaming him, blaming
1: him or hurting him.
0: Yes. By uh yes. You know. But you're saying, oh, we had such a good time tonight. We did this, we did that. Didn't make him understand. There was a really happy thing that happened here or a mm-hmm. good thing that happened here. That mm. yeah, you missed it. Mm. <laughs> right. And obviously you're gonna invite or offer activities that you know he enjoys. He he needs recreational companionship with mm-hmm. you, and he can enjoy it with the family too. So if you can get him into that setting and get him into doing something kind of just fun and recreational with you or the family, there's a lot better champ- chance of having a productive conversation about this topic. And that's mm. where we're heading now. We're mm-hmm. going to have okay. this conversation. So when you communicate about this, once you're in an actual conversation about it, remember, you're always working kind of argument just go repeats. If that's your approach, you're always mm-hmm. working. You're working That's too right. Much you're right. I am always working.
1: I have to do this. That's if right. you're
0: just spinning your wheels and like the letter writer, that's what she mm-hmm. said, that mm-hmm. they've talked about it over and over and over. That just means there are unmet needs on both sides. And you're not really mm-hmm. addressing mm-hmm. those needs. You're just expecting him to... Take your word for it, that he's working too much yeah. and that he's supposed to now do this right, or right. do less right, or whatever. Right. It t- you just got to take the time now, if you really want to solve this problem, and unravel why. Why does he think he needs to work so much? Right? Mm-hmm. So that's number one. You want to have that conversation. And remember, compassion and well, can you, you make the caution. other
1: point that if you can if you can build it into the the environment that's not so right. supercharged, and right. at the right. end of the day, right. and he just got home, and it right. is connected to the aspect that he's working. and Yes, all that stuff. yes,
0: it would be really great to come on the hills of some recreational activity mm-hmm. where everybody's more relaxed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So that was number one. So try to unravel why he's feeling has to work so much. Number two is. To evaluate together if an
1: update is needed. Yeah, I might be working on old information.
0: Yes. For instance, I had a student who they got into the we're in college mode. We got to bust through the next couple of years, you know, mm-hmm. and or or law school or whatever. Yeah, and right. she's like, "Okay, I get it. I'm a wife of a law school student." And so they they get into that kind of lifestyle mode of thinking. And then he graduates, and then he actually goes to work, but they're still, still in, in the that law mode. school mode. Yeah, right,
1: right, right, right.
0: So you get what I mean.
1: Yeah, you've got, you to, re, you need, got to review yes, every once in a yes. while.
0: Number three is agree on very specific actions. All right, so here's some of – together now we're going to agree on – how are we going to solve this?
1: I like that because too much of it is – you're working too much, I need you home. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then it becomes this general situation of just just blaming back and forth. It's just complaining,
0: it's It's not complaining. So putting something specific
1: around goals or things like that. Right, so
0: she can suggest these things. And and maybe he's listened to this uh, <laughs> episode of the Wife Series podcast, and now you can talk about it together. So here's just some of uh, some suggestions, right, for what you might agree on. Obviously, like you agree on date nights. Yes, we're gonna have date nights, and not one hour. <laughs>
1: yeah, trust me, an hour date night doesn't work. I've tried it. Uh... <laughs> it
0: needs to be by the <laughs> by the consummate Mary expert guru of all time. <laughs> Right. John Gottman, the date night's got to be at least two hours (laughs) or and or couples lunch. Mm. Maybe you're going to have couples lunch once a week. Uh, Maybe you're going to have a weekend breakfast together. That kind of thing. Whatever it is, it's exclusive one on one time. Mm -hmm. Exclusive. Mm -hmm. Um, Then. If you don't know about this, you really need to go back and listen to previous podcast episodes here because we talk a lot about those five golden hours that Gottman talks about. The five minutes of touching base Mm -hmm. about your day in the morning, the 20 minutes of debriefing together at night, five minutes of little expressions of appreciation and approval throughout the day, and maybe another five minutes of admiration throughout the day, and then that two-hour date night, or couples lunch, or whatever mm-hmm, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that all adds up to five hours a week, and that is, oh my gosh, that is a minimum that a relationship requires. But his research shows that successful couples get last for decades on those five hours. I have other experts, though, who talk more about 15 hours. Well, you so. got to start
1: somewhere, right? And yeah. I think that even uh, even if you can agree on the five minutes and the 20 minutes yeah. as a starting point True. of of the, okay, what's it going to be like today? Where are you going to be? What's going to be? Okay, good. That you're really coming back to the, the mothership, if you will. Oh, I like that. Every once in a while yeah. on a scheduled basis yeah, touch is going to make. Home base. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah,
0: yeah. That And it's reassuring. It's reassuring Mm -hmm. that, you know, I'm here for you. That's what she needs. Right. That's what she needs. I'm here for you. Um, And
1: I think, let me just add that from a guy's perspective, that is a responsibility, is what I've learned, that you have to take on. And and oh, not get in the attitude of I'm working for you. I'm doing all this stuff for you. We're gonna be, you know, in a few years, it's all gonna be fine. We're all gonna be which independently. gives me permission to neglect you exactly. <laughs> and we're gonna be independently wealthy right. or what you know whatever the goal is. Right. It, uh, that that doesn't preclude you from having that responsibility. To the touch base and to home plate and be grounded and, and to all be those things. And
0: prioritizing her right. emotional needs right. and
1: yeah, her needs. Exactly.
0: Ah, very good. Comes with, the, right. comes with
1: the territory.
0: Here's another suggestion that you can agree on scheduling physical intimacy.
1: Put it on the calendar.
0: Yeah. And we have a whole course <laughs> about physical intimacy right. called Conversations on Physical Intimacy for Wives and Their Husbands. Go to wivesavers.org. And hit the tab up in the corner that says conversations <laughs> and you want that course it's for husbands and wives he can listen to it while he's hi-ho hi-ho on his way to work <laughs> in the car and then you can talk about it later learn about it please go to wivesavers.org, conversations but scheduling physical intimacy it does not take the romance out of it yeah it gives lots it, of fun and anticipation i think
1: that yeah there's an attitude that you know no, 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 no. That's, mm-hmm. that's just turned it into a job. It's another responsibility. <laughs> yeah.
0: Any other way during the time you're raising a family is, it's hard is fantasy. Yeah, absolutely. Okay.
1: Fantasy? Um, wait here's, a
0: minute. <laughs> here's another fun thing to do is you kind of agree that the minute you're together again, that reunion time, wherever it comes or whether it's at home or somewhere else or whatever time of day, that... You immediately embrace mm.
1: physically. Oh, you physically not just.
0: Re- when you reunite. How was embrace. your day? Was fine. Right. Yeah. No, you touch. Mm. Physically embrace and emotionally, immediately, you spend a few Minutes together. Well, oh,
1: and that goes to your five-hour thing, right? That's that mm-hmm. twenty-minute debrief yeah, type stuff.
0: Twenty-minute debrief could be at eight thirty at night. Yeah, and but say so you're talking about he gets home at seven thirty. That moment, that seven thirty yeah. moment is okay. really cool. important. Okay, um, there should also be re- routine, non-negotiable family time. Whatever that is. Like scheduling your Saturday morning. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And it's just non negotiable. Like, no, this is sacred Saturday mornings or Monday nights or whatever it is. Another idea is to share your calendars like you and I do. Mm -hmm. I know what your schedule is Mm -hmm. because you share your calendar with me. It really helps. Um, the spouse to feel part of your life and a part of what you're doing. That
1: that I agree with that, but that can't could be in a situation in a stage of work could be really overwhelming. Yeah. To a well, wife, well, it doesn't
0: mean that it goes on to her calendar, but that she yeah. has access. She understands to his calendar if she needs to. Like, I really need to talk to him right now, but I wonder if he's in a meeting. Let me look. Yeah.
1: And and maybe you know, as a couple, you decide that that uh, ethereal he's at work. That's all I know. Is not enough, yeah, right? Yeah. I need to you have a little be more t- tangible yeah. understanding, and that—that's something that you know you talk about and work out.
0: I from. really love that you've always done that for me. You tell me what happened in the meeting. Um, you tell mm-hmm. me what your day is going to be like, and I'm never—I've never felt like I was in the dark that way. So I totally understood so what you, you were doing.
1: And do you think that that when I was being a workaholic that that helped the situation? I
0: don't ever think you were a workaholic. (laughs) Well I know you're on your cell phone it you know, there were times there were times. No, no, no.
1: Seriously though, do you think that knowing that makes it easier when I never
0: felt shut out, Del. Okay. I never felt shut out.
1: So so the answer to the question is yes.
0: Yeah. Okay. I I mean remember the the week that I was it was my birthday week and you were yeah. somewhere that happened a lot actually you were in some other part of the world but that week you sent me flowers every single day for a week
1: that was making up for all the Boy, years prior is yeah, what that was, I never
0: so. felt neglected too bad that's right all right so um you know she needs to be careful how she presents all of these ideas that in a very, very positive light. Like, I love having fun on our date nights. You know, reinforce mm-hmm. when you do, when he does give you the couple hours, you know, whatever. Be very positive in your reinforcement. All right. Mm-hmm. Like, um, explain to him how much you would appreciate Amara's work and you know it's all for you. Um, But it would make me really happy if we spent more time together and here's some of the ways that I thought maybe Mm -hmm. we could do that. Right. And she must be very specific. Like you said, just complaining. You work too much. Not being specific. Like, here's some ideas. Here's some solutions. Yeah. Take some of these. And if
1: he says that he take can, some of these, <laughs> some of these but, suggestions. Oh, oh, It sounds like you're handing out some pills. Like, <laughs> take some of these; Let's solve all your problems right here. Yeah, I, that'd be I nice. Get? I yeah. wish I had
0: a pill for all exactly. those problems. Exactly. Where do I, I get marriage? more of those? Exactly. And if he says, you know, she says, "Here's some suggestions," and he says, "I can't, I can't do that." What she's supposed to say? She's supposed to say, "Well, what can you do?" Yeah. You know, there's a little negotiation. (laughs) That's right. You got to have some wiggle room here. Okay. Now, this is my last, well, next to last suggestion. Agree on very specific boundaries that will help draw the line between Mm. work and home.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, for instance,
0: no cell phones when you're at SeaWorld.
1: Yeah.
0: It's what? No, sorry. No cell phones at dinner. No,
1: I can use them at Disney, but not at (laughs) SeaWorld. Okay. I'll remember that.
0: That, yeah, these, at dinner. That's a common not, one. I'm not saying you have to do this. No, it's listener. just ideas. These are just ideas that you can come up with together, right. right? For instance, for instance, no cell phone at dinner, no use of the master bedroom as a home office. Um, asking him to please decompress before he walks in with the family. Don't work right up the minute you pull into the driveway. Or, Don't
1: take it out on the family.
0: Right. Listen to music. If there's music that's really... Or, you know, let him... Uh, ask him to create a little border between Mm -hmm, a little barrier
1: or whatever right a
0: buffer zone a dmz a
1: demilitarized zone yes
0: so that when he comes home he's feeling a little more pleasant and he's not (laughs) thinking about work so much um uh, ask him to please avoid multitasking don't you know focus on one thing you're here with the family focus on us um, that could go with, along with turning off your phone and that kind of stuff. I remember I had to draw these lines with you. Do you no, remember that? Where I'd say, honey, you last can't, week
1: actually you is, can't is answer happened. the
0: phone at dinner. <laughs> right. And, and, then, and
1: for some people, you know, if they're an ER physician on call or something, you got to understand there are those sure. things. But those are very unique situations and that not, you sit down and you figure out what the boundaries are.
0: Yes, that's all we're asking. Right. Yep. Agree on specific boundaries that will help draw the line between work and home. And last of all, I'll commit to regular reviews or checkups. You kind of
1: uh, uh, you talked about, yeah, yeah. No, things change. Things just definitely change. And if you're if you're in that mode of talking about the the job or the work or the you know the the uh, where everything fits in together, then it's easy to do. To uh, to have those uh, on a periodic basis. For some people, it may be uh, yearly, and some others, it might be on a much more frequent basis.
0: So, whenever you have those conversations, what we're really aiming for is respect. Mm. Can you sing that song?
1: Not not like Aretha can, but <laughs> it's one of my top five. Like, oh, yes, Eve. Okay, you, well, you, your trouble is you can't spell I can't respect. Spell, so. I can't
0: spell. That's right. <laughs> R-E-S-P-E-C-D. That's hard to say, little alone sing. All right. So you're looking for respect. We're getting away from the gimme gimme or the wishful kind of thinking. We're trying to get, be a little more empathetic. And whenever you're trying to get in the empathetic mode, you got to think, what is my part in all of this?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. So... You know you've got workable solutions if he walks out of that conversation feeling respected in that his righteous motivations are acknowledged, Mm -hmm. his sacrifices are appreciated,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: his achievements are approved. He feels your approval for what he's achieved. And his need to work is reasonably accommodated. All right, he's going to feel respected. Yeah,
1: you can't make work the bad guy.
0: Right, right, right. Overall, right. And the conversation is successful and you have workable solutions if after that conversation, she, or maybe multiple conversations, I should say, she is feeling more respected She has been feeling disrespected, Mm -hmm, like he's mm -hmm. prioritizing everything but her. So she's feeling more respected. She's feeling like her instincts are validated. Her thoughts are valued.
1: Her Mm -hmm. sacrifices Mm -hmm.
0: are honored. Right. And her needs are being recognized and met, that he's making a reasonable effort to recognize, honor, and meet her needs and that way that way you'll be able to stick with those agreed upon solutions and it will also strengthen and immunize you (laughs) against any kind of setback because there are going to be setbacks there are going to be the occasional late nights work is never going away it's still going to pop up but in the future she's going to be able to accommodate that better she's not going to panic she's not going to be filled with self pity or disappointment all of that instead she can respond with a little more security a little more confidence a little more empathy and he can respond with a little more flexibility yeah, and I think, humility uh, and understanding
1: but but if you can get to that point where the the ground rules are understood and and abided abided by is that a word right uh abode by, no, abided by, <laughs> uh, dealt with, agreed upon, done. Yes. Um, then when the there is the that. outliers come up and right. the unique things come up, it's so much easier to work with. And it it's not this fear thing that just, right. you know, is always going to be there and telling yourself stories about what's going on.
0: Because right? guess what? His work becomes your work.
1: There you go. Right. Yeah.
0: And her home life or her career becomes his. Listen, that is what marriage is all about. Thanks for listening to the Wifesavers podcast. We'd love you to join the Wifesavers course and community. It's there that I can really teach you how to develop more mutual, meaningful, compassionate ways of interrelating and communicating how to develop more intimacy, including how to spend more meaningful time together, and how to build a truly equal, fully vested, lifelong, romantic partnership. Learn more at Wifesavers.org. Home is with you wherever
1: that may.